Hey, I'm Alex Kazam. You've made it to my podcast where I talk about doing it with people that have done it. So let's go get out of your head. Welcome back to another episode of Get Out of Your Head. I'm here this week. I'm excited. With my friend Shauna McLeod. Shauna, hello. Hi. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Good. Thank you so much for coming on. Shauna, I start off every episode by asking people for a funny story. Okay. So I guess my funny story is thinking that this was not going to be filmed and and being able to make a joke about how I have such a face for radio. And uh, and now here we are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Camera here present. Here we are. Yes. For the folks listening, if you're unaware, I do take the first two to four minutes of each episode and I put it as a, as a video, a little trailer, a little teaser, which is why you're being filmed right now. So I appreciate you um, making some self-deprecating joke about your face for radio. Thank you. You have a wonderful face. Oh, Sean. well, it's perfect for podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> why do you think I'm doing it? Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Shauna, can you walk me through the first 60 minutes of a perfectly productive day? Oh, well, that would begin with coffee. Um, oftentimes a little music. Uh, music kind of gets me moving. Um, what kind of music do you like? Do you uh, to? I like uh, I like music I can dance to. I like music that uh, makes me feel. I like music that uh, takes me out of, out of myself a little bit. So, yeah. Cool. A little rock and roll. When how do you how do you play it? So like, literally like walk me through. So you're yeah. you're getting up in the morning. Yeah. Oh, I so I get up in the morning mm-hmm. and I make sure my son goes to school. That's cool. that's where my day starts. How old is your son? Uh, my son is uh, will be fourteen this year. Okay. So Amazing. he's like he's like a dude. Yeah. He's a little dude. Wow. You have a fourteen year old. You look you. Oh geez. stop it. Sean, okay. <laughs> um, this is great. And I, I I say friend and we we literally met. Uh, last week, we did last week. So, so, but, but you became a, a friend, and I'm really glad you joined me because you say 14 year old boy, and I'm I'm really excited to jump into how that's going. Oh, um, oh, it's going fine. Yeah. He's a he's a pretty cool dude. Okay, yeah, his name's Colin. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, Colin. it's been uh, he's been uh, a positive force in my life. He's uh, we're very close. Um, I think I had him so young that uh, I think the two of us grew up together in a sense. Yeah. I mean, there's al- there's always been like a parent-child relationship there, but um, you know, I was very young when I had him, so uh, I certainly did a lot of growing up myself. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and he's been so supportive of just me as a human being and uh, me in my kind of um, endeavors, specifically why I'm here. Um, but uh, but yeah, he's he's awesome. Wicked. Yeah. Okay, so coffee. Coffee. Music. Yeah, kid. Or, or coffee kid. Kid, yeah. Music. Sometimes the kid brings me the coffee. Cool. That's where life has gotten better. That's you see? <laughs> well trained. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I put the hard work in for the first decade, and now it kind of feeds me back with coffee in the morning. So, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. What do you play your music on in the morning? Like in the car on the way to. Like, do you drive to school? Oh, no, I'm talking like, I'm talking right from like bed level. Okay. Like coffee, bed, music. Cool. Yeah, it's just okay. like the. Yeah. Stuff that gets you moving. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Um, okay. And that, would you say that's, that's the first 60? Anything else in there? Um, I break the rules and check emails. Yeah. I break the rules. You're not supposed yeah. to do those things. You know, I have an office now and my day is supposed to begin once I hit the office, but of course it doesn't. Um, so kind of break those rules and check into emails and phone calls and all that good stuff. But, uh, um, but yeah, I think I, I try to, Feed myself and and feed my mind and feed my heart with music and then I, 
put my little mask on and away I go. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I ask because I think the first 60 minutes of a day, I've asked this to most everyone that's that's come on the show and it's it's always so different and yet so similar there are so many things that are so unique and we'll we'll dive into the the deeper level and the deeper roots of why you are here and why we're both here sure when people start their day with an awareness of how they're starting their day i've, I've no one that's been on the show has gone to me and gone you know, I don't really, I don't really think about how I start my day. Everyone has a, like a little way to start their day, and even the people that don't think they do, I listen back to it afterwards, and, and even those people do. Sure. And that fascinates me because personally, my, my mornings are, are fairly slow. Okay. And other guests have said it's like we're like trains. It's it's I don't I don't drink coffee for most of the week. I drink coffee on Saturdays, but I don't drink throughout the rest of the how week. How do you survive? <laughs> what is what do you run on? Yeah. What is I start I usually start my day with like lime water and salt. Oh my goodness, yeah. that's lovely. Yeah. That's Get my, nice. My digestion going. Very good. Yeah. Okay. Um <laughs> maybe that's why I have slow mornings. But No, I like it. I, that, sounds yeah, that sounds very healthy. That sounds very healthy. I, I was I, I had adrenal gland fatigue at one point. Oh, that's a thing. I, yeah, don't don't okay. drink coffee when you you have crazy bad adrenals sure. or you're, you're running yourself out. Um, so so no, I'm I'm glad to ask because that's a that's a cool answer. I've never I've never thought to do music bed level. Oh yeah, you know? like that's that it has never even occurred to me. As silly as that sounds, yeah, I'm gonna I'm probably gonna put that into practice tomorrow. Do it up. So do it cool. up. It's good. It's good. Oh man. Okay, talk to me about. You said you, you basically grew up with Khan. You, you mentioned that. And before we started rolling, you said, I said, you know, a funny story. I always, I always give people the warning. Tell me a funny story. Mm-hmm. And, and I say anything like childhood and like that. And we both kind of looked at each other and, and I knew where it was going. <laughs> and you said, I, I come from trauma. Yeah. And like, tell me a funny story. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever you're comfortable sharing with me, what, what brought you to this point? And, and we'll chat about what you do and, and whatnot. Yeah. But what, what made you you? Oh, well, that's a good one. Uh, Yeah, I mean, my life has, I'm here and I'm happy to be here, Um, you know, like physically in spirit and all those things. But um, yeah, my life has kind of uh, brought me to a point where I found it necessary to to make meaning from some of the adverse uh, events and situations that I had um, grown up in or had it happened to me so I think that was um, uh, part of my personal recovery in things like that was kind of making meaning from it and and having it matter in a way or and then that kind of next level service where you feel like you or at least I felt like there was something to give back for mm-hmm. and a community to to build and to work within so I guess. And you, you created that. I did. Uh, jump into that for me because what you do is, is fascinating. Oh. And I, I, for you folks listening, I, I intend for this platform not to be one of, of preaching or selling or promoting, but rather of sharing and learning and growth. And I think what you created is all of those. It's, it's all of learning and sharing. Our tagline is belong, empower, create. Yeah. So cool. those are our words. Those are, those are, and whatever that means, right? Yeah. Honestly, it's, it's, a, it's a bunch of really great people getting together and, and creating art. And cool. we use art as a tool to kind of um, develop meaning. Um, 
Yeah, so we're called the Willow Community. Ta-da! That's what we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. the name. Yeah, so we're a nonprofit, um, and we provide free arts training for consumers of mental health and addiction services in the region. That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. When you say art, what kind of art mediums? So um, we, uh, I mean, we respect all the different art forms. So we do a lot of creative writing, visual arts. Um, we've done music, um, movement. Um, uh, we have some people interested in comedy. We have some people interested in theater. Um, all of the arts. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. So it's not, it's not just visual art. Because when no. people say arts, it usually uh, jumps well, into it. And, and we're trying to attract non-artists as well. We don't want... I mean, calling yourself an artist is a... Uh, it's a term that some people shy away from, especially people that we're, we're, we're servicing that maybe have self-esteem issues, right? Um, that, you know, we have a lot of people that come and say, well, I'm not an artist. And then, well, do you like to, like, be creative? Sure. Do, do you write? All the time. Okay. Mm. So so we're going we're gonna to make non-artists into artists, right? And kind of give them, uh, give them another label to put on themselves that isn't, you know, depressed or uh, manic or uh, unemployed or underemployed or whatever those crappy little labels we put on ourselves, right? Yeah, yeah. Do you find, do you find that there is a, a huge, hmm, let me, let me gather this because this is, this is a, an interesting one in my, in my brain and I'm, I'm in my head this morning, so, so forgive me. Do you find there's a, an overabundance of, of use of these labels? Like, do you find that, that people are, really readily slapping on these these labels and these titles onto people with with mental health issues um like do you mean self-attaching or from like service care providers i think i think i mean both and i don't want to throw service care providers under a bus necessarily um but but i find that i because i had this chat with my orthodontist the other day (laughs) and uh do tell (laughs) he he and i were chatting about uh, specifically, suicide and how okay. in his in his generation, his in his, uh, he's he's in his mid fifties, I would say. Um, he said that that suicide and mental health were just not talked about, and from his time period, from his time period, sure. And then he said that you jump into the now, and it's it's so readily talked about that. And, and his argument was that that more and more people are committing suicide because it's becoming more and more accessible. And wow. yeah, yeah, and it was it was an interesting. Please tell me you had a point com- You you. I wanted to have him on the opinion. podcast. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to have him on the on the podcast to have that that, wow. that hash out um, because that yeah it, I mean, it, it was an interesting point of view for sure. Uh, I he has he has politely declined my offer to come on the show, which is which is fair. Um, I mean, I have an answer to that, a but, personal view of that. Yeah, please tell me. And cause, I come cause... from, so now my brother committed suicide mm. seven years ago. Mm. Um, so I don't know if I'm coming from that perspective or someone that kind of works in this kind of mental health capacity. But um, you don't, you're not going to encourage someone to commit suicide by asking them if they're suicidal. That's suicide uh, prevention training 101. Okay, so when you go to suicide first aid or mental health first aid classes, and they teach you how to, so just as there's like first aid for scrapes and bruises, there's like the mental health first aid. And what they teach you is that if you're noticing signs from somebody that they're suicidal, you asking them specifically, are you suicidal and do you have a plan 
those aren't going to encourage people to suddenly commit suicide. Those are conversations to have to, so you know how to help and how serious it is, right? Um, and, and I think that's funny that, I mean, I, I respect his opinion, I, I respect his, his viewpoint on it, I'm sure um, a lot of people may feel like that, but I'd like to say <laughs> you're not going to um, inspire someone to kill themselves because you've asked them if they're suicidal. I really don't think that's the case at all. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, it, I, and, and again, I can't, I can't speak to, to his actual point of view because it's, it's his mind and I can't jump in there. But sure. I, I definitely agree with you because I've, I've been both on the receiving end of those questions and I've also been on the giving end of those questions at, at different points in my life. Yeah, where, same. Where they've either, and when, when I was on the receiving end, you're absolutely right. And I can speak from, from a personal point of view, and again, and I, I'm sorry about your brother, and I think even, even, even though we can't speak to him or to you, we can, I think we can only ever speak to ourselves. Sure. So I will, I will just start by saying the word I. Yeah. I felt better when someone asked me, are you... How are you today? You know, and really, and this is this is a, a nurse, like a, a healthcare professional, who's asking me, "How are you today?" Because the first two questions were, "Are you feeling suicidal? Mm-hmm. Do you have a plan?" Absolutely, because those are the two, the two questions that yes. are that are the go-to. Yes. So, but even friends can do that. I just and I'm, I'm interrupting absolutely. you, and I'm sorry. No, but, please. But healthcare providers, yeah, they're trained to do that. But if you, as a human being, and are noticing signs from somebody else. You can ask those questions. Yeah. You you can. It's you know they're not dirty words anymore. And I think that's that's why I don't know. That's kind of that's been my trip for the last seven years. Is I mean we our family treated this personal tragedy again. I, um, you know, as a secret. It was a secret. It was a dirty little secret because we were no different than any other family until I said, I said, no. Like, no, we're not going to, this is half the problem. Half the problem is that we kept it a secret and half the problem is that we're still treating it like a dirty word and that we just shroud it in shame and shroud it in hiding and, and I refuse to live like that anymore. And so I kind of blew it out, blew it open and now we talk about it as a family and I talk about it, you know, professionally because I think it's important, yeah. you know? Yeah. No, and it's great, amazing. it's great that conversations are happening. Yeah, um, and it's, it's, it's such vulnerable work and yet it's work that needs to happen. Yes. The, the, the other um, consideration I feel about, about you know, we have Bell Let's Talk, you know, and there's been a lot of um, push towards stigma reduction. Um, the problem that I've personally experienced, and I know a lot of people um, on the um, consumer of mental health service side, is that we, we speak out now and we reach out, but we are still stopped um, with red tape as far as how do we access our services. Um, and that's not a problem coming from the service care provider. That's more of a governmental, top-down, you know. So, yes, we need help. We go and get help, and we get put on a six-month waiting list. Okay, absolutely. Let me, let me just pause you, because I'd like to come back to that point. But let me, let me just rewind to something else. Because yeah. just to wrap up that, that question that I was, I was struggling with, yeah. I don't think... I don't What's think... my funny story? <laughs> well, that's the question you were struggling with. Yeah. Um, I don't think that... I don't think that labels and, and throwing right. diagnoses around is super helpful. At the same point, I do realize that having a diagnosis is super helpful. You know, it's, it's, it can be super uh, helpful and, and healing in a way. So my question, I guess, was talking about suicide or talking about mental health has become a little bit less of, of dirty words uh, overall. And yet, and jumping into the point you just made, there's there's 
at least a six month waiting list to to get help. Sometimes, yeah. Um, in in a lot of cases. So, do you find? Okay, let me let me ask you about something that seems in in most people's minds they would go, oh, suicide. That's really really that's really important. But uh, OCD, that's more trivial. I'm I'm not gonna put them on a on a scale of like trivial or menial to like like life threatening and important because it's not really the nature of my question. My question is more. If we were to treat OCD, ADD, ADHD, um, manic, you know, suicidal, if we put those into the same bucket, okay, okay. And, and ignored the fact that that one could be seen absolutely, you know, if you're suicidal, one is absolutely more life threatening than what what we might imagine OCD being. Mm-hmm. If we put them in the same bucket. Mm-hmm. Do you think the person that has OCD, who is also on the autism spectrum, for example, mm-hmm. do you think that walking around with the label of, I was diagnosed with OCD and I'm also autistic, mm-hmm. is does that make does that make life easier? Uh, well, it depends. Okay, so sometimes having a label can help, so you have a treatment. So if you don't know what's wrong, you can't get help, right? So if you have OCD and they're treating you for schizophrenia, mm. you're not getting your, you know, the treatment isn't following the the, the diagnosis, right? Um, I don't ask it. some for some. I mean, and I can't. This isn't. I can't blanket this for everybody, right? right, right. Um, I think um, for some, it might um, it might provide relief to say, "Oh my gosh, yes, this makes sense. I've been feeling this way for so long. I now have some concrete DSM IV XYZ uh, explanation. That's that's me on a page. Oh my gosh, light bulb. You know, for some that might help." Uh, for some, though, it could also be, you know, feeling like this, like you have this, uh, this shame jacket on now. Now you're wearing these patches on you mm. suddenly that, that say, uh, you know, I am depressed, I am worthless, I am damaged, I am dirty, I am wrong, I'm unlovable. You know, those are the kind of labels that I'm I'm trying <laughs> to I'm trying to add a, a new label to people that may carry those labels and have it be I'm an artist I have a voice I'm important I have um, I have I have a real distinct um, skill that others may not have and I may I I'm able to access something different that others may not and mm-hmm. give them a safe place to develop it and explore it and then exhibit it. I, my roundabout question is, is basically just coming to the point of I'm trying to find a way to tell people who come to me. And, and I mentioned to the, this to you upstairs before, again, before we started recording that at one point I was getting 30 plus Facebook inbox messages a day. Mm. And it's, it's still very much there. That, that bubble of stuff that, that came in, that influx of, of stuff that came in, a lot of times was bookings, sure. I'd say I'd say 80% of my professional bookings are through Facebook to this day, sure. which is great. I mean, yeah. what a great tool. Yeah. Um, but a, a large number of, of those messages per day were people reaching out for help, specifically young men who saw what I was doing, who knew a little bit of my story, be it through you know some of the stuff I would share on, on national TV, some of the stuff I've shared through my podcasts, Facebook statuses, whatever. People get to know you, or they at least feel like they get to know you, that you become relatable. Yeah. So they they approach you, even though I might have been a complete stranger. I mean, we're Facebook friends, but you know what, what does that mean? Right. Um, they approach me, and, and they ask me questions like, I've been feeling this in this way. I want to go get help, but... And then the but comes in. And, and one of the 
one of the, the big hesitations from the male side that I saw a lot was people going, I don't want to be jaded with this, this label for the rest of my life. Okay. And I thought, this is, this is really curious, and I've tried to address it in, in different ways, but that's why I wanted to ask you that, because mm-hmm. overall, I don't think getting diagnosed is a bad thing at all. I think absolutely there is, there is a part of you that will feel that shame and that, that shame jacket, like you said, in those patches. Mm-hmm. And yet with people like you and I out there, yeah. these, these, you know, these, these, um, little weirdos. Yeah, these little, yeah, weirdos, <laughs> weirdos with the cause. Yeah, you know? sure. I say weirdos lovingly. I'm a, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> who are, who are trying their, their darndest to, to remove stigma and to, to offer help. That's, that's where my question was, was going. So thank you for addressing that. And, uh, and forgive my, my rant there, but no, I like it. That's it. A six month waiting list. Can you can you talk to me about this? Because I have a funny story. Oh, I uh, bet it's hilarious. Oh, it's it's a good one. Um, <laughs> yeah, six month waiting list. So I grew up in uh, this small town, Ridgeway. Mm. So if you're from the Niagara region, you might not even have heard of Ridgeway. Funny enough, yeah. So this tiny little community, right? And this was back year, like when I was seeking treatment. Um, the first time that there were signs that something was kind of wrong, quote unquote. Uh, this was back, you know, late 90s, early 2000. And, um, and there, there just wasn't, uh, there wasn't any, anywhere for me to go. There wasn't anything, there weren't any services for me to, to, uh, to get to. Um, and so that left me feeling pretty hopeless. And that doesn't help something that, that might be in a crisis. So um, anyways, my personal journey, I ended up in, in St. Catharines um, to go to school here. And my brother passed away by suicide. And then um, suddenly I'm now feeling like I need to access some services again. And, um, and through reaching out for services, I was again met with, I mean, there's better services now. At least now I'm in a bigger city where we have things I mean there's not much happening in Fort Erie let's be fair um, but uh, at least you know here there was access to things but it was still met with these uh, astonishing wait lists you know um, and but once I got into the programming and once I was able to access some some care um, it was fantastic you know and this isn't to the fault of service care providers they you know these people are doing a lot of work a lot of work helping people they're 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 stuck they're stuck in a system that is there right this is you know this this i'm talking about a more systematic change from the top down where you know there's proper funding and there's different kind of services for people um but it was in one of these programs that i that the willow community kind of even came about it was myself and a few other um people like me sitting around and talking about like okay so we've got some life skills you know, we can go to the hospital to get our meds checked and we can, you know, learn how to, uh, you know, d- uh, to manage stress in day-to-day life. But what about, like, creativity? What about, um, you know, doing things socially, doing things recreationally? You know, there wasn't really anything like that. And so uh, I kind of tasked myself to doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and my brother was an artist, you know, and I, I have a hard time identifying myself as an artist again that's that label that I may not be that some people aren't uh, some of the members of our community aren't comfortable calling themselves but I do like to write I grew up um, I grew up in a willow tree in my front yard in Ridgeway writing poetry and smoking cigarettes and dreaming about uh, you know a different life a different future and and uh, and so I do like to write and I think I 
I think I like to live creatively. I certainly like to wear my art on my sleeve. So, yeah. you know, decorate myself with tattoos and, and um, you know, but calling myself an artist is uh, 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 one of those labels that are kind of harder to, harder to wear sometimes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you find that, well, okay, well, let me ask you this. Well, why do you find that? Because I, I think that a lot of the most brilliant artists of our time mm-hmm. had hard times calling themselves artists. Well, I think there's like art proper and then there's like gritty art, right? So like art kind of exists as this like, you know, Plato ultra up here, uh, I'm, I'm showing my hand signs now. So, okay, <laughs> Plato, you know, uh, these, uh, these like ideals, right? These kind of... Um, upper class, high class, these forms of, of art, and, th- and those are all great too. I mean, we have fine arts and we have, you know, we have these wonderful uh, cultural spaces and these, um, you know, uh, cultural experiences, specifically here in St. Catharines. Uh, and then there's like, you know, the different kind of art, the kind of, the, the gritty, down, down in your heart art, you know, um, kind of the art that we're, we're trying to access, right? Um, and, and that's one of the barriers that we've had with some of our members is that, um, so we operate at Rodman Hall, which is this, you know, mansion on the hill, um, uh, literally, and, and it's beautiful, it's beautiful, and they've opened up their door to us, and, and, uh, but a lot of our members have never been there before, uh, because there can sometimes be a socioeconomic clash between art and, and the people coming out to our community and mental health and, right? Um, so, you know, the second time I ever personally was at Rodman Hall was, was talking about using program space there. You know, I didn't grow up going to Rodman Hall. Um, so, uh, and, and Rodman Hall themselves have identified that, um, you know, as this beacon of community space in St. Catharines and in the region, um, there, there's, you know, another level of, of the community that they're really not able to access because there seems to be this disconnect between, um, you know, w- if people feel they even deserve to be in that space, right? And that's kind of what I'm hoping the Willow can, can help with is, is uh, letting people see that they belong in this space and, and even just being in this inspiring, beautiful, you know, uh, mansion of a of a of a home of a of a studio um that uh that it's inspiring for them you know to create art there yeah using using the it's interesting using the the location as as not only a trigger in the the negative sense because because i think what you said about that socioeconomic clash of of walking into a space like that when you don't necessarily feel like you ought to be there you deserve to be there Mm -hmm. can be really inspiring for art and yet also mm-hmm. using that location as a source of inspiration that's it uh, and that trigger you know and, and that trigger in that way is is um is really neat so that's that's cool I didn't I wouldn't even have considered that so so thank you for for opening my mind to that because it's so true I mean I didn't I didn't grow up in St. Catharines but the first time I was in in uh, in Robin Hall was uh for a, like a for the strut event mm-hmm. for the Brock University uh, wearable fashion show a wearable art fashion show it was like it was probably five six years ago now and it was it was such an interesting space from and the NAC, the Niagara Artist Center. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Their event, and uh, 
it was a, a really cool space, but absolutely, I felt I felt I was in a full suit tie. I had a bowler on, and I think I think I even had a cane with me that <laughs> night. I was in like, a, a dapper white, gentleman, <laughs> uh, a white suit, the pink like pink shirt, like sure. silver tie. Sure. It was it was an art show for God's sakes, like like a like you know modeling show. Yeah. And yet, still, in, in all that all that get up and, and you know fancy shoes and, and great friends, I had like a like a Harlequin cigarette holder, like the long Beautiful. type cigarette holders. Yes. Um, and even even in all that, it, I mean, it was just a costume, and on the inside, I just felt I felt really empty and out of place. You know. Oh my so. god! I mean, I put on my docks and I take my bus pass, and I go to a mansion every day. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it took me a month to even feel like I should like they're still letting me in. They're, I'm still allowed to come. Like, like really? Yeah. Um, but they've been not. I mean, the the people that are working there, and and uh, you know, Marcy and and Michelle and. Etc. Danny and um, they. I mean, they've welcomed us there, and and me specifically. Um, you know, and and but again, it's like I had to get over myself. I had to get over like, am I even worthy to be here? Cool. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure that comes from my history of mental illness and trauma and all that stuff. You know, but yeah. um, how do you how do you snap out of a a bad moment to avoid having a bad day? When you have like so like thoughts oh. of self doubt like that. Yeah. Or or anything. Uh, I get by with a little help of my friends. Uh, so I do. Um, oh, I think I'm going to play that song. Please hey, we're just do. Put underlay it. Right here. We could have a sing along. Um, yeah, no, I've got um, quite an awesome team of uh, of fellow fellow tribesmen weirdos. and weirdos and all of the above. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and it's a mutual support kind of thing. Um, but uh, yeah, I definitely face moments of. I mean, just just now before coming on here, I was texting. A good friend Bianca and said, uh, "Is this my life? Am I doing this right now? Like, is this? Am I? Why is this? This is happening? You know, I'm coming on a podcast. What?" Uh, and she's like, "Yeah, no, it's just yeah, you're cool. It's all right. You can do this. You know." <laughs> so, yeah, and here we are. So cool, reaching out. Yeah, I reach out. I reach out. Um, yeah, yeah, or music yeah. again. Music helps. Yeah, very cool. I think I'm really fascinated by processes. I like I like content. Content's fascinating to me, but content is infinite. You know, you sure. can ask people why, why, why for for age, ages. And uh, if you ask how, I think how's a little bit more finite. And I like I like getting into the how sometimes. So I appreciate you sharing that with me. If you had to, how would you define success? Okay, that's a good one. Yeah. So I, I, uh, I think for me at this stage in my life, um, I would feel successful when I'm, uh, I want to feel settled. I want to feel, uh, success is me feeling comfortable in my own skin, feeling comfortable in my community, um, uh, success would be, uh, you know, good food on my table, uh, love. Um, I think I think that's how I've had to reframe success. Uh, I think for a few years, success, you know, you grow up thinking, you know, you you get married and you have a family and you go to school and you have a career and you you know all these big life milestones that you're supposed to hit. Um, and then life has a way of just saying, no, that's not, that's not what's going to happen. Uh, here are uh, all of these uh, things that you're going to have to deal with. Um, so 
uh, you know, and maybe I'll have all those other things too. But I think for me, I've had to redefine it and say, okay, no, I think I'll really be successful. Uh, I'll find success or I'll celebrate success in these ways. And, and that's through love and through feeling connected and, and, um, and settled in myself. And I'm, I'm getting there. It's, yeah, those things are, are good. When you say settled, how, how would you define feeling settled? Specifically, like, relaxed, fulfilled. Yeah, yeah, content. settled, content, yeah. not wearing shame anymore. Yeah. I think that's really specifically what I'm getting at, yeah. Okay. Yeah, settled in, in who I am and, and uh, um, you know, integrating the parts of me that, that were bad, that <laughs> were just, you know, utter crap, yeah. you know, uh, integrating them into a vision of the present or, you know, a, a space of the present and a vision of the future that I, that I can, you know. You talked about your friends and, and having those amazing people to reach out to in, in moments where there might be a, a bad moment mm-hmm. coming or, or, you know, on the cusp of a bad moment. Do you have a process and this is a it's a tough question because I've never been asked it, so I, I haven't I haven't <laughs> ever had to answer it, and I, okay. don't, I don't even know how I would answer. All right, it. lay it on me. So I'm I'm laying it on you. All right. Do you have a process to solving a problem? How do you solve a problem? Be it uh, personal, business. Uh, how do I solve a problem? Um, I like to talk it out. Hmm. I like to talk it out or write it out. You know, I'm kind of. Uh, Oh, I like to, I kind of like to get the full scope of it, you know, before jumping and making big decisions, right? So say I have some sort of, um, you know, I have something standing in my way and I have to find a way to get around it, right? I, it's kind of like, uh, you know, uh, what are my pros and cons, you know, all that stuff, pros and cons, and, and uh, I weigh them out and I, I, I don't know. Maybe, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's it's usually a very, it's a it's almost like an innate thing that we do. We don't we don't necessarily think of how we do it, and, yeah. and that's why I said it's it's a weird question. And I'm and, pretty resourceful. Yeah, I think growing up in Ridgeway, yeah. <laughs> you learn to be resourceful. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, I grew yeah. up. Yeah, kind of. It's different out there. It's nice. It's nice here too, though. St. Catharines is fantastic, but. Um, yeah, I think I, I I've learned to I've learned to call in help. Mm. That's another yeah. That's how I help solve. That's how I solve problems now is realizing that I can't do it all myself. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever start a project and not finish it? You're giving me an eye twitch. <laughs> uh, no, I don't like doing that. No. Um, I mean, I'm sure. No. No, not really. Good. No, I mean, but I have, I mean, to be perfectly honest, I have a few different projects on the go right now, mm-hmm. but uh, I think for me, my, like for me, if I'm going to, if I say I'm going to do it, it's because I've spent months considering it. You know what I mean? Okay. I kind of carefully, you know, especially if I'm, yeah, if, I, if I'm going to put it out in the, in the universe, I really have kind of contemplated it quite a bit. So, um, so I commit, I commit to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've got a few different projects on the go. Yeah, but you've 
I guess that, that preparation stage, you don't, do you tell anyone in that stage no, when you're thinking about it? No, no, you just keep it yourself. Oh yeah, yeah. I like to, to let it let it cook, let it marinate a little bit. Cool. Yeah, yeah. get a little saucy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Infuse it with some smoke and lavender. It's true. Um, what do you what do you want to see? And, and and this this question will be followed with with a more intense one. But what do you what do you want to see more of? Younger generations of artists, entrepreneurs, people, just younger folks. What do I want to see them? Yeah, more more of more from them. What what more from them do you want to see? I don't know. I want to see them. I don't know. I don't really know many young mm. entrepreneurs. I want to Not see just entrepreneurs, but just just people, like young people, young people, artists, yeah, entrepreneurs, whatever they're doing. I don't know. I mean, I I, I know a pretty cool group of like thirteen to fourteen year olds in my life. So yeah. my son and You're his buddies, lucky that right? Way. Yeah. 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 So I mean, I know yeah. those young people, yeah. and um, and they're pretty cool kids. They yeah. they've grown up with technology. You know, they code. You know, they think in those terms, right? Um, they're, uh, you know, I, I held off on social media for so long for my child just because I didn't, I don't know, he's going to be a grown-up. He's going to have all this life stuff thrown at him that I kind of wanted him to stay as young as possible for as long as possible. But, you know, he's old enough now, and he has a cell phone and social media, and it's just fascinating. It's fascinating watching these kids and how they do, you know, hashtag whatever, right? Uh, it's really neat. Um, so I think kids have a have a di- you know kids are coming from a different world than I did, you did perhaps, but uh, I think they have a lot of different opportunities, um, uh, especially with technology. I mean, hands down, right? Yeah. Do you think technology? What what kind of effect do you think technology has had on on relationships? Oh uh, well. <laughs> I mean, I've seen I've seen like Facebook tear families apart, mm. couples apart. I've seen you know, but then I also think that there's I have a I have a cousin that lives in Colorado who's had a baby that I've never met in person, but I feel like I know, you know, through pictures and and uh, um, FaceTime or whatever, right? So I mean, technology can really bring people together, and it, I and I swear it can tear people apart. So uh, I think it's up to it's up to us for what kind of values we place on it, right? The user. Yeah. The user. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Shauna, I do a little thing in the podcast called the 60-second lightning round. Uh-oh. I'm going to ask you as many questions as we can get through in 60 seconds. Your job is to answer as many of them as possible in 60 seconds using one to a few words. Okay. Cool? All right. The timer will start after the first question has been read. <laughs> okay. okay. Who inspired you the most? My mother. What do most people disagree with you on that you know to be true? Oh, God. I don't know. Music. I argue about music. If you could try a different career for a day, what would you be? Oh, I would be a teacher. Alive or dead, name three people you'd want to go to dinner with. Um, Jim Morrison, my grandmother, who is alive, and, uh, and uh, my son. Favorite movie? Natural Born Killers. What are you not good at at all? at coming up with things on the spot. What do you do to relax? Uh, read. Who's the coolest person you've had the chance to meet? My son. If you could wake up tomorrow having gained one quality or ability, what would you be? What uh, would it be? Sir? Uh, I would be like the all-time master uh, uh, at yoga and meditation. If you could teleport to anywhere, where would you go? South of France. When was the last time you cried in front of another person? 
yesterday. If you were stuck reliving one day of your life, which one would you hope it to be? day my son was born. That's awesome. yeah. 60 seconds. Well done. That's Thanks. really good. Woo. That's, wow. wow. <laughs> That's intense. That, I've had, I think I've had professional comedians on this show that didn't get through as many as you did. Really? You know, people that are supposed to like think on the spot. Sure. That's okay. Really, really all well right. All right. So I did okay. You, you did really well. Thank you. You did really well. I wanted to ask you, uh, and we can wrap up here shortly, but I wanted to ask you if you had to leave three things three concise sound bites for your son. You couldn't leave him any money. You couldn't leave him any assets. Um, not even, not even. All like of those knowledge. things could be true. <laughs> what, what, what would, what would be three things that you left for your son? Imagining that, that you weren't here tomorrow. And, and, and please know that I, I really hope you're here tomorrow. Sure. Knock on I plan on it. Yeah, I really, yeah. <laughs> What what would that be? What would you what would you tell? What would you say to your son? Oh, um, to love himself first and foremost. I think I missed that growing up. I missed that. Uh, I mean, not that my parents didn't want me to love myself, but that just I didn't. So uh, first and foremost, to love himself. Um, second would be to eat his vegetables um, because. <laughs> I am his mother, and he needs to eat his vegetables. Uh, no, to take care of his body, right? Um, that uh, we only get one. And uh, the third is, uh, is, is, would be, oh, to find love in the universe, right? Um, to to, continue, to be, continue to be a sweet soul that, you know, there's a lot of things in life that, that will, you know, tear at that a little bit. You know, love, love, will, love will hurt but uh, to continue to love. So um, love, I guess that's the word. That's it, love. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. That's beautiful. Thanks. Very cool. Uh, what do you do? What, uh, jumping into, into a little bit more surface stuff there, because I, I, I started to, to have really emotional feelings that made me vulnerable on my own show, so let's, I'm going to avoid that right now. And go Aww, into, no, do you want to talk? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll be on your, on your show soon enough. I, okay. I don't doubt it. Yeah. Um, what do you do to take care of your body? Uh, well, I grew up doing martial arts, um, so uh, I grew you up... Yeah, you have a black belt in karate? Uh, yeah, Wadokai karate, so very <laughs> traditional training, white gi kind of stuff. So I grew up um, with physical activity, um, so I like that kind of activity. I like to sweat, I like to push my body, I like to hike, um, I like yoga, I don't do it enough. Um, hot yoga specifically it feels like something that you endure right i don't know if you've ever done hot yoga they put you in this like sauna and make you do ex like all these like crazy uh posing and so it's it's fantastic and you finish it and you're like i'm a warrior you know uh at least that's how i felt um <laughs> so i try to take care of myself with um my body with um sleep and you know um, moving it as much as I can. Dancing. Do you, do you eat a specific diet? Diet, a specific thing of, of food? No, no. Um, I no, not really. I like to eat. I enjoy food. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. yeah. Good. Do you have any regrets up until now? Ah, uh, 
regrets. I think I can't. I can't. I feel like if that's a that's a rabbit hole that's dangerous to, to fall down, right? I mean, there's certainly things, you know, I mean, with anyone with past trauma or mental illness, it's like you, you know, you have these maladaptive coping mechanisms, right? Quote, unquote. So, you know, you treat yourself poorly and you make bad decisions and life gets messy and, you know, so... Um, but I can't regret them. It's like you do what you do until you know better and then you do better, right? So I do better now. Yeah. I treat myself better now. <laughs> yeah. Really. Yeah. Really. Cool. Shauna, listen, thank you oh. for being here. Um, let's, let's finish up with this. What, uh, tell me about what you're working on right now. What are you learning right now? Tell me, tell me what are you, let's start with that. What are you working on right now? Do you have a project that you've stewed on for a couple of months that you can share with us that you're, you're now doing? Yeah, okay. Of, of, the, of the few things you're doing? The few things, yes. Mm -hmm. um, so um, we've just released our summer schedule for the Willow community. Um, so um, it's all uh, culminating into a art showcase at Mate Cafe, um, August 28th. Um, so all the art that we're creating um, for June, July, and August um, our members have an opportunity to showcase. So for a lot of them, this uh, will be their first time ever putting their art up on a wall or performing a written piece or performing some sort of, you know, comedy act or whatever they want to be doing. So um, that's on our that's that's what we're working on right now, and I'm very excited to um, to see what our members are coming up with all summer, um, and then um, giving them a great avenue to to a great um, venue and uh, event. To, to showcase and have, you know, people coming out to clap, you know? Yeah. To applaud. That's awesome. Very yeah. cool. How many members do you have like, in an in a event like this? What what size, what numbers are we talking? So, I mean, uh, right now, we our classes are about, like, 10, you know? Um, so not everyone can come. And we don't, it's not like the 10 of the same people, uh, though we would love that, too. Um, but um, so when people come... Because we do them during the day, not everyone can come, um, and we, we, we choose them on various days of the week, so some people have other programs that they attend or work, you know, uh, so uh, it's kind of hit and miss uh, how many people at a time, but it's about average 10, you know, 10 of us together, um, and we're doing um, uh, like one art workshop a week um, for the next three months kind of thing, so... Yeah, and that, but so you're saying that that ten can change, that group. Oh, it's always it's always Different changing, group. yeah, and it can grow. I mean, if we have twenty, let's 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 do it. Cool. Let's do some art, yeah. Awesome. Very yeah. very cool. Are you personally learning anything at the moment? Oh, always. What are you What are you learning? I love asking this question because it, it just it's so I find it so inspiring. Oh, I'm learning to relax into it. I'm learning to um, to let go a little more. Um, it's hard. It's it's you know something like this has kind of felt like my baby for a couple of years, like growing it in this infancy to kind of being a little bigger. Um, so kind of letting go and, and, and letting the help happen. Cause there's a lot of, I mean, this isn't me. I, I mean, I probably could have and should have said that 20 minutes ago, you know, this is a, this is an all hands on deck community of people helping behind the scenes. Right. Um, and I have some great people on our, on, on the Willow team. So just continuing to use those supports, I'm learning to, uh, you know, learning how to ask for help and learning how to accept the help, right? Yeah, delegate and... Yeah, uh, all those yeah, things. It's challenging. It can sure. be, yeah. Sure. Okay, Shauna, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate you being here and your time. Uh, folks, thank you so much for listening. I will definitely be posting 
all the links to any of your stuff uh, in the description. And, uh, and that's that. The episodes launch every Monday, and uh, I really do hope to see you. Uh, I'll see you. I'll come by on, on uh, you said August 28th. Yeah. I'll come by and check out the show. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me here, eh? You're doing a great job, too. Thank you so much. That wraps up another episode. Thanks for listening. Please go over and check out my newly redesigned website, www.thealexkazam.com. As for the podcast, new episodes launch here every Monday. So please subscribe, rate the show, and we'll see you next time. I'm Alex Kazam, making the ordinary extraordinary. Or at least trying to. Thanks for your time. Seriously.